Hi, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Catherine. We're the co-founders of Yo Massage, and you're listening to the Yo Massage Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about all the things that make you feel good. The things that increase hormones to make us feel connected, happy, and loved, while decreasing hormones that contribute to stress and anxiety. The things that will ultimately improve our quality of life by making us happier and healthier mentally, physically, and emotionally. We can't wait for you to feel the difference this podcast makes in your life. Have you ever noticed when you're upset or stressed about something that if you have somebody to talk to about it and share it with, whether they really provide anything that's helpful or not, it actually helps make you feel better? Well, today we're going to talk about the importance of social connection. And just a reminder that our podcast is meant to be equal parts educational, entertaining, and inspirational, and it's not intended to be a substitution for professional mental health care. So what are the impacts of social connection? I was really fascinated when I was reading about this because... I don't think we give enough credit to sort of these more fuzzy things in our life and how they impact our physical health. And what I found is that social connection impacts our health significantly. So not only does it increase longevity, so how long you live, but it also impacts depression, cognitive abilities, and cardiovascular disease. Yeah, I saw a lot about the longevity and we mentioned the blue zones a lot because (laughs) (laughs) everything we talk about is really similar to what they talk about in that book. And this was one of the main things too in the blue zone book that you have genuine connections with friends or family and that they're a big part of your life. And these genuine connections can strengthen your immune system, help you recover from disease, prevent anxiety and depression, prevent feelings of loneliness. And this kept coming up over and over again was that the lack of social connection can be more detrimental to our health than obesity, smoking, and high blood pressure. I know, which those are like huge Mm -hmm. killers in our society. And to me, that just blows my mind because if we know this, why are we not doing more to promote social connection? You know? There's no money in it. Yeah, I know. That's so sad. (laughs) There's not a product that you can give people to promote social connection. I don't know. I mean, that's one of the things I love about Yo Massage is that our classes provide community. They provide a space for community. And I think that's why people like going to exercise classes or fitness or wellness classes is – That's a big part of it is the community. And that comes up a lot whenever you looking into this research, finding a class, an exercise class, a workout class, that's something that's suggested a lot. And it's not because of the health benefits from doing the exercise. It's because of the health benefits of being around people and connecting socially. So, I mean, just thinking about that right now in times of COVID, that's huge. Mm -hmm. So not only are we missing touch and that physical connection with other people, but we're definitely also missing hanging out with our Mm -hmm. friends. And I think people are starting to get kind of tired of the Zoom calls Mm -hmm. and whatever. And so instead, they're just not connecting as much emotionally. So let's talk about what social connection actually means. 
Right. So one of the studies I was reading kind of defined it in in a few different ways. So social isolation is the absence of social relationships. And then social integration is how involved you are with your different informal social relationships. So like having a spouse or more formal social relationships like your church or a volunteer organization that you're a part of. And then the other piece that they talked about was not just that you're a part of these social relationships, but the quality of the relationships matters. So you can be married, but if your marriage is full of conflict, that's Mm -hmm. not going to be helpful. And then another piece of it that I saw was around social networks. So kind of the web that you create for yourself. So it's not just one thing that you have, one type of social connection or support, but that you have multiple different avenues for that. Right. So something that came up too was it's not as much about the quantity, it's about the quality. So it's not about knowing X amount of people or having X amount of friends. It's really feeling genuinely connected and close to other people. And some of the definitions I saw were literally just that, the feeling close and connected to someone else. One of the studies that I'll mention later just asked the question, do you have someone that you can I tell your problems too. I know it broke my heart. Yeah. It really we'll talk about it in a little bit, but that really highlighted the need for this conversation mm-hmm. to happen. So I think part of that is and it goes back to some of the other things we've talked about in previous episodes is that when you care about somebody and you genuinely want to help them, caring behaviors trigger the release of stress-reducing hormones. So it's not just about shooting the shit, right? With somebody just talking or whatever. It's that you actually care about that other person. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that it's reciprocal. So if somebody is showing that they care about you, that helps you. But you caring about somebody else is also beneficial to you Mm -hmm. as the giver of (laughs) connection, I guess. So one of the things I just briefly mentioned at the beginning here, but I want to kind of circle back to is marriage. So this was something that came up a lot because overall, married people tend to live longer. But that's really only the case for people who are in highly satisfying marriages those who are not, it's actually the opposite. They have poorer health than those who are not married. Mm -hmm. So if you're married, work on that relationship, (laughs) make that work for your health. And and if you're not, think about the fact that this relationship, the quality of your relationships do impact your physical health, Mm -hmm. not only your mental and emotional health, which is obvious, but your physical health too. Yeah. And just to reiterate how important that is with your physical health, I want to talk about, have you heard about the cyberball experiment? No. Okay. So this was an experiment with a virtual game. So researchers put participants in a brain scanner and had them play this game called cyberball. This is a virtual game where you're basically throwing a ball to two other people. So it's like you're, you're playing ball, throwing it back and forth with two others. 
you're told that the two other people are actual people that are doing the study too. It's all virtual though, but they're actually just oh, bots. I see where this is going. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so partway through, after you're hanging out and having fun playing, they stop playing with you and they just throw the ball to each other. Oh. And they isolate you. And the the point of this experiment is to make the person feel socially rejected. And they're on a brain scanner. So they're noticing that whenever they feel this rejection, a lot of them feel very upset and in distress, and they're activating the physical pain areas in their brains. Oh my gosh. So it's just proving that our social connection is tied to physical pain and that if you feel rejected socially, you feel it in the same parts of your brain that you feel physical pain. And to add to that, they did a follow-up where they had the participants take Tylenol every day for three weeks before the study. They came back, did the same thing again. Half the participants took Tylenol, half the participants took a placebo, and the ones who took Tylenol didn't feel the same pain. Really? Yeah, they didn't activate the same pain receptors in their brain. It just reiterated how much it impacted so sh- the pain. We should all just take Tylenol. <laughs> And we I don't won't think feel that, lonely and rejected. <laughs> I think they they were just really trying to figure out if that's yeah. You know, so that actually just really hit home for me because just last night I was having this conversation with my twelve year old, and he is feeling rejected socially a little bit right now, and he's always been one that his mental and emotional stuff clearly is portrayed physically for him, you know? And so, yeah, it's my foot hurts, my back hurts, Mm -hmm. my head hurts, but he's feeling sad and rejected. And I think that's a huge thing in our society just in general, right? Like the bullying and the school shootings and all of that plays into this importance of social connection. When we don't have that, things start to go awry. A yoga massage class is an experience like no other. While relaxing in a comfortable and supportive stretch and practicing mindfulness, a certified yoga massage therapist gives you that safe, comforting, feel-good touch you crave. While yoga massage classes aren't in session while we are practicing physical distancing, you can visit our website, yomassage.com, to find certified practitioners holding virtual classes. You can look forward to experiencing a yoga massage class in person soon. There was a study that said in 1985, when people were asked if they had somebody they could tell something important to that would listen, there was an average of three people that we had to talk to. In 2004, it dropped to zero, with over 25% of Americans saying they have no one to confide in. That's so sad. It's heartbreaking. And I mean, I can see that. I don't know about you, but I've always had small circles of people. Like Mm -hmm. I've never been the person that's like, oh, I have 20 friends and big parties and stuff like that. I've always had a small circle. But even as a kid, then it starts dwindling, right? Your Mm -hmm. circles start getting smaller. It seems like people that you can really trust and confide in. I don't know why that is. Yeah, I don't know why that is either. I'm really similar. I've always had like a best, best friend. Yeah. And I've always had people that I'm just really, really close with, like 
family close. And so it's hard for me to think that there's people out there that don't have that. Like I cannot imagine not having that. Yeah. I mean, I think back. So I had some close friends in high school. My dad died the first week of college. So right after I graduated high school and that kind of set me apart from my friends. We didn't really have anything in common anymore. Like I was super sad and Mm -hmm. I had to drop out of the university I had registered for and yada, yada. And so I didn't really have anybody except my mom at the time. And so then when you have that like one person that you rely on, that's not necessarily healthy either. Mm. And then what happens if that person goes away or something happens with that relationship, then it can feel really super sad (laughs) and isolating. But we'll talk about our recommendations here in a little bit, but there are things you can do to help remedy that. Do you have any experiences of feeling kind of either super connected and supported socially or the opposite? I do. I feel super lucky that I've always had really close friends. And maybe I was a little worried or I should have been worried in college because I'm not one to go out and try to make friends. I've just Mm -hmm always had a close group of friends. My best friend right now, I've been best friends with her since junior high. So whenever I went to college, I had a roommate and we just headed off and became close. And I think that most people don't experience that. And then we became close with a couple other people in our dorm. And I'm still really good friends with them today. But one time I remember it was sophomore or junior year, I was feeling really, really stressed And they were both over at my place in the morning and I was freaking out. I was like, I have to do all this. I was like, I have to call my mom. I have to call Sam. I have to do this paper. I have to blah, 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 blah. And I was freaking out. And one of my friends was like, okay, I'll call your mom. You call (laughs) Sam. You do this. And then they made me food and it was just really nice. And I just felt really supported by them, even though we didn't always have a super, we could talk about anything, but it was like a fun friendship. And at that point, I just felt like, oh my gosh, I have people that would do anything for me. Mm -hmm. And just nice. And I still think about that, like all the time. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of scenarios where for me, it's not even necessarily somebody who I feel like I could tell anything to, but people who have shown up or come through that really almost are strangers. Like I think Mm -hmm. about really hard times. Like for example, When my uncle was sick, he was in the hospital and I was there by myself really with him and he wouldn't eat anything except for mandarin oranges. That is all he would eat. And the nurse knew that we had been with her and he was kind of cranky too. So he wasn't like necessarily the nicest to her. (laughs) And I was like, I felt kind of bad, but she and I kind of bonded. She knew I was going through a lot and we moved floors. So the next morning we were on a different floor and she wasn't our nurse anymore. And I was like, oh, so sad that I didn't have her there. And then she came up with a bag of mandarin oranges. She found us in the room and she had gone home that night and gotten them for my uncle. And it meant so much. And I didn't know her that well. Like Mm -hmm. we had just sort of formed that connection. So I don't think it's necessarily you have to have this best friend forever that's going to be there for you all of the time. But if you can seek out those people or be that person for somebody else. Yeah. But I was thinking about it and I think... The marriage piece, again, I'm going to come back to that. It's not just about marriages, but it's about relationships. So if you have a relationship with somebody in your life that 
is causing you stress or feels unhealthy, it's okay to love them from afar. It's okay not to have them involved in your life every day Mm -hmm. if it's causing you angst and stress because it does impact you physically. And then on the opposite side of that, if you notice that you have this relationship that actually is really healthy and is really helpful to cultivate that and definitely do things to strengthen it. So the other thing I wanted to mention is social connection and today's society, because a lot of the studies are showing that we are lonelier than ever and we just keep Mm -hmm. getting lonelier. And just from what you said, the was it 1965? People had 1985. People had three close friends on average and now they have zero and we're getting lonelier and lonelier and more depressed and more anxious. And a lot of these studies are pointing to the fact that we're not socially connected. Mm -hmm. One of the things I wanted to mention was that I think people blame social media a lot and the internet and technology. And one thing I saw was that social media isn't inherently bad for social connection. The problem is that it creates inauthentic connections or it Mm. is easier to interact inauthentically through social media. Hmm. So if you find that that is a way that you want to try to connect with people, try to think of ways to be able to show yourself more authentically through social media. Or connect with people authentically because it doesn't mean that we can't have authentic connections through social media. We just have to intentionally make sure that we're connecting authentically and in a real way with other people online. So that's interesting because I don't feel like I'm ever inauthentic if I'm connecting with somebody when I don't see them physically. I wonder what scenarios or situations make people... So are you talking about on social media? Mm -hmm. So maybe it's with the younger generations, but it's more about looks and what you have and showing off and showing this perfect version of yourself and not even trying. Like, why are you posting this? Why are you commenting this? Is it to have authentic connections with people? What's the reason that you're doing this? (laughs) Okay, so I have an example of the opposite of this. And I have always been just a super open book and real. I don't put on any friends. (laughs) Like, you know, if there's something not great about me, you're going to know it. And I think it does help. It really does help create connections like that. But my friend, Carly, I'm not sure if she's listening to the podcast or not, but she does this thing called Meme Mommy. And she creates these memes every time her kids have these tantrums about ridiculous things. Like, I don't know, it's this picture of her kid, like tears, mouth open, so upset, crying. And it's like, mommy ate my carrot after I said I didn't want it or something like that. But she does it consistently and it makes you relate, right? Because all moms can relate to that. It's ridiculous. You have these tantrums constantly about stupid stuff. And it just feels good to have somebody post something that's real, right? Do you have an authentic, I can tell this person my problems relationship through them posting Yeah, no, I I think it facilitates that because then in her comments, it's her friends like, oh my God, I get it. My kid did this today or whatever. It opens the door for real connection, Mm -hmm. I think. I can see that. (laughs) I can see that. Yeah. If the definition of connection is that you do have someone that you can 
tell your problems to or exciting news to. It depends, I think, with different friend groups or different types of people. I think for me personally, I need to have someone that I can text or call or FaceTime or something like that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. There are different levels for sure. Different levels of connection. Yeah. I think I have like two people that I would do that Mm -hmm. with. And then maybe another two that I might think about. Yeah. (laughs) You know, texting with something I wanted to talk to them about. Mm Mm-hmm. But you know what's interesting is you talked about sharing good news. Why is it harder to share good news than bad news? <laughs> Who do I if I have good news? Maybe one person sometimes and like I probably don't. Yeah, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. We should try doing that more. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's just that goes with the relationship building is just identifying that that's a part of your life that you want to strengthen mm-hmm. and identifying the relationships that you want to strengthen and then figuring out how you can do that. And that's why relationships are hard. And I know the strong relationships that I have right now, I've had difficult times with and difficult conversations and times where we decided we didn't want to be friends anymore. And then whenever we decided we did and we really need each other and we're ready to support and support each other and work through things and care about others' needs. And it's just a long process. And it's a vulnerable process. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be vulnerable to put yourself out there and say, I care about you or I want to see if we could make this something. You're opening yourself up for potential rejection, which is scary. So I think for a lot of people – Maybe it's not about starting with that. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's starting with acts of service like we talked about before. So volunteering, creating connections through groups like that or spiritual or religious groups, groups of people who have things in common with you, common interests like rock climbing group or a Mm -hmm. triathlon group or a biking group or something like that, book clubs, all of these are ways that you can meet people. If you find somebody you feel like you have a connection with, then that's the next step to try to cultivate that into more of a closer relationship. I recently was getting my hair done and my hairstylist, I was talking to her about why she started doing hair, why she wanted to be a hairstylist. And she said she had family members that were therapists and she always thought that she wanted to be a therapist and then someone recommended that she try doing hair because that's creating connections with people and talking to people. And she's been a hairstylist for 11 years. And she believes that the main reason, if not the only reason people come and see Mm -hmm. her is to have someone to talk to and for the physical connection and touch and the social connection as well. Yep. So that's, I think, really relevant in the massage industry too, because I remember I was talking to somebody I went on a trip with and we were getting to know each other. And she was talking about her massage therapist and how she would never go to anybody else. Like if he retired or stopped doing massage or whatever, she would be heartbroken and not okay, (laughs) you know? And they don't talk necessarily. It's Mm -hmm. the physical connection, you know, which is super important as well. But it's not like you can just have that relationship with just anybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that if you are someone who's maybe a little bit more introverted and it doesn't feel like you want to join a group or go to a book club or 
something that seems more social, I mm. think maybe try something one-on-one like that. See how you feel by going to your hairstylist or mm-hmm. getting a massage, doing something like that. Because we talk all the time about how touch and massage and yo massage increases feelings of connectedness. And yes. that's one of the major benefits, if not one of the most important benefits mm-hmm. of touch. So find something like that. Maybe try to get your nails done and go to the chiropractor or whatever you do. Start with one-on-one types of things. And then, of course, there's yo massage. That's small group, mm-hmm. small group fitness classes where maybe you're not going to have to talk to people, but you have more of the opportunity to. And then, yeah, studios, boutique studios, I feel like are more able to connect with others than 24-hour fitness type of Mm -hmm. classes where there's just so many people, but maybe like a local yoga studio or a local Pilates studio or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunities. And then I would say if you're not up for any of that, professional therapists Mm -hmm. are, of course, they're going to listen to you. Of course, they're going to care. And they might be able to provide you with some other suggestions that might work better for you personally. But I highly recommend a therapist. You can tell them everything. (laughs) And they care and they're not going to judge. So that's always an option as well. Yeah. And just bringing it back to that, if you do have someone in your life or maybe someone that has been in your life previously that you did feel like was a genuine connection, maybe think about exploring that relationship again or trying to revisit it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. Yeah. I mean, I go through big, long stints without talking to some of my friends just because we're all so busy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that they don't still care and you don't still care. And so there's often an opportunity to restart that. Actually, that friend Carly, I was just telling you about, we go months, maybe even a year one time without talking to each other. But then you do and you pick back up. And I know if she ever needed something, I would be there for her Mm -hmm. and vice versa. So that's always an opportunity for you. In addition to the signature Yo Massage class, Yo Massage offers other specialized experiences such as energetic Yo Massage. In an energetic yo massage class, your practitioner will combine a traditional yo massage session with our signature energy work ritual and a healing and transformative mind-body-soul experience. As you find rest and relaxation and restorative stretches and get lost in mind-opening meditations, your practitioner will provide an enlightening, energetic experience. You'll leave this session feeling a true sense of transformation and tranquility. For more information, visit yomassage.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you listen. To learn more about today's topic, check out yomassage.com backslash podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you next week.